Hey there, welcome to the Cultivated Family Podcast. I'm Megan Hillica, and this is where we dive into grief and loss and all that I've learned through the loss of my daughter, Aria. I want to share tools and the things I've learned along the way to help me carry my grief, along with interviews and stories of other people who have experienced pain and heartache in their life, and how we can, as friends, support one another through our tough times so that we can have the joys again as well. You are not alone, my friend, so let's dive in. Welcome to episode number four on the Cultivated Family Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the myth of the five stages of grief and the emotions that come with grief. Before I dive in, next week's guest on the podcast will be sharing her journey with grief after multiple losses and pregnancy after loss. She shares about walking the line between grief and relief and all the conflicting emotions that come with loss. So let's dive in today to today's episode. The myth of the five stages of grief. I don't believe in the five stages of grief. I don't like the terms, though I still talk about it because it's what people know and people see and use. And I want to kind of break that cycle of believing in the five stages of grief. This was originally made by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and she made it for the dying. This was not meant to be for grieving and grief. And there are no stages with grief. There's no linear path. There is no step-by-step way of going through grief. I don't like the five stages because it implies that it has a step-by-step, and it also implies that there's an ending to grief. And there isn't an ending. There's not a a final destination with grief because we're grieving our whole lives. There's grief always. So this five stages of grief implies the step-by-step and ending. So I don't like either of those, but there's a lot of emotions, these five emotions and feelings that come with this five stages of grief that I want to talk about because I think they're real and they're important. But I just want you to remember that grief is different for everyone and you might feel all or none of these emotions. So I want to talk about the emotions that come with grief. The first one I want to talk about is shock or denial. I really believe our brains do this to protect us emotionally from experiencing the full depth of the pain all at once because we could not handle it if we understood the full gravity of what has happened. Um, This can come as pretending your child is still alive. This can come as numbness or no emotion, not feeling anything. As time goes on, it can get harder because this shock starts to wear off. I think there's other reasons this could get harder as well, but sometimes you're in such a fog and you don't quite know what it's like to fully live without your child until quite a few months pass or maybe even years. It's all different for everybody. So there is no one way or right way. I just want to share all these, all these things that are normal with grief. Anger is an emotion that nobody really likes to talk about. Nobody likes to be angry. It's very important to talk about because it's a very real emotion with grief. So many people feel angry and other people say, oh, don't be angry, but telling somebody to not be angry is not helpful. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be angry. Or if you try to say, oh, I shouldn't be angry, then and try to ignore it, then you're not actually allowing yourself to process and to let that anger go. 
It's like trying to stuff a ball underwater and keep that ball under the water instead of just allowing it to come out and get it out. But you're trying to hold that ball underwater and it can come exploding out. Anger at its root comes from the feeling of the loss of control. And I would argue that losing your child and your child dying is the ultimate sense of loss of control. It doesn't make sense. It's not the natural order of things. It definitely makes you feel like you have no no control in your life. It gave me the deep understanding that I am not con- I am not in control of my life or or my children's lives. That there is nothing I can do. But that anger is like an energy an emotion in your body that kind of takes over and shows through that feeling of loss of control. So think of it as an energy that needs to be released. Think of it as something that needs to be worked through. Maybe the energy needs to be worked out through punching something or shouting or screaming or breaking something or exercise, high-intensity exercise, something that works for you that you can allow that energy to leave your body. It's so important to find ways to work it out because this can be very dangerous to the relationships you have or the people in your life that you love, that you still want to be a part of your life. But if you allow yourself to take your anger out on those people around you instead of finding healthy ways to process and get rid of your anger, it can be very dangerous. Anger is so normal. It's very real. But it is also not an excuse to harm the people that are around us. My experience with anger was not for many months after Aria died and The people in my life were not super comfortable with me being angry. They thought I shouldn't be angry. They thought that anger was a scary and bad emotion for me to have because if I'm angry, that means that I'm not accepting of what has happened. And I had learned about grief and I knew that this was normal. I knew that anger was normal. So I was able to let go of their their concerns or their um, questioning of me. And I think it's super important for you to know that anger is normal and it's part of grief. And so I used methods of you know exercise. I did a lot of biking and running to try work the anger out of my body and to allow it to be. I did not like being angry. I don't think any of us likes being angry. And so I knew that I needed to allow myself to be angry, but it wasn't enjoyable. So I just sat with my anger, let myself be angry, and also worked ways of processing it. With anger can come questions like, why me? Why my child? And bargaining that if you bring my child back, I will never do this or this again. These questions are all questions we all struggle with and think and why, why, why? It's a question we're never going to be able to get answered. I think it's a difficult thing, but it's also something we each need to process in our own time. Another emotion is depression. So this can last a very long time. You can also jump from each of these back and forth. You can ping pong around. There is no 
one way to go through these emotions. Depression is a normal response to grief. I definitely had periods of depression where I would sit at home and not want to be with anybody. And then I would go out to wanting to be more social and be with people and keeping busy. But then there were just times where you just don't want to get out of the house and you don't want to talk to anybody and you don't want to walk around with the sign on your head that says my child died and you don't want to discuss that with people or you feel so alone in your pain. This depression is normal and it's also something that it's good to be aware of and allow yourself to be but also sometimes we need to push ourselves to um, take care of ourselves depression can be make it hard to get out of bed it can be hard to want to take care of ourselves but just take those tiny little steps you don't have to take big steps just take tiny little steps and give yourself grace give yourself time Give yourself space to allow yourself to be. So I want to talk about guilt now. Many of us feel guilt. This feeling comes from, I think, as moms, we feel like we should have been able to save our children. As moms, we feel responsible. We feel that deep need to protect our children. And when we are not able to protect them, I think that guilt comes from that we should have been able to save them. We should have been able to change something. Please know that I know you did everything in your power to save them, but I still cannot tell you to just not feel guilty. It's something that needs to be worked through. It's something that needs to be processed. By just telling you to not feel guilty, by just saying that it's not your fault, it does not make you believe it. I know that. I know that for myself. Everybody can tell you to not feel that, to not believe that, that you're you're not guilty. It's not your fault, but it's going to come from you and you have to allow yourself to process and to be able to let go of that eventually. That's my prayer for you is that you can allow yourself to process and to let go because the guilt will really eat you up. So my story with guilt from Aria was I had a lot of guilt or feeling like I should have gone in the room in the night when she was crying. Aria was crying in the night and I went outside the room and I listened to her and she stopped crying. So I thought she's fine and I went back to bed. And when I found her in the morning and she was dead, I struggled so much with that when she was crying I should have gone in there um what if she was dying in that moment and I didn't go in there I could have saved her just all those what ifs those if onlys that we all walk through and I had to process it in therapy with my therapist and he told me to walk through the whole scenario walk through her crying and that maybe in my head, I can go in there and I can baba her and comfort her, lay her down, and in the morning, she would still be dead. There's just something about that for me that helped me be able to process and be able to be like, yeah, there was nothing I could have done. There was nothing I could have changed. In the morning, would have still been the same result. Though I do wish still that I had gone in there, even if she would have died in the night. 
So just allow yourself to process and work through all these emotions, but guilt as well. I think we all can let this eat ourselves up because it's such a deep feeling of responsibility we have for our children. And so the guilt can be very strong. The last emotion I wanted to talk about was acceptance. Acceptance is not moving on or getting over it. I feel like acceptance is when you can start to function day to day and feel a little bit more at peace with what has happened. Acceptance is maybe a deeper understanding of okayness with how things have gone, even though it doesn't mean that you are okay with your child dying or that you don't wish them back or that you don't want them back. But the acceptance kind of, it's a different level with grief. So the grief changes into something that you can be okay with. It's so hard to explain. It's so hard to describe. And I think acceptance will be different for everybody. Maybe somebody will not reach acceptance. Maybe you'll never be able to get at peace with what's happened. I hope you can because I think acceptance brings space for joy and space for allowing yourself to live the, the rest of your life that you have. These emotions are the most commonly known, but they are not the only emotions that can be felt. Just about any emotion is not off limits with grief. Grief makes you feel so crazy so many times. I have never felt such depth and conflicting emotions since after Arya died. So no, you are not crazy. You are having a normal response to a horrible experience. I want to mention quick that you can go through all these stages of grief or I want to call them like a hurricane or roller coaster or web of emotions. There's so many emotions they can go back and forth. It's like a tangled knot. It can you can jump from anger to feeling okay with it to shock to numbness to loneliness to guilt and you can bounce back and forth and all around and it's more of a web or a roller coaster it's there's no stages and so that's kind of how I think of it as the roller coaster of grief and it can, it makes you feel crazy but you're not crazy and if I can do one thing today it is this that please 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 allow yourself to feel your emotions allow yourself to process them and know that they are normal. Know that though they are painful, it is the only way we can start to learn to carry our grief. It is by allowing these emotions to be a part of us. Sit with them and process them. Grief will wait patiently for you if you do not want to face it yet. There is no running from it. And for this, I am so sorry. Know that I'm praying for you and that I know these emotions are painful and scary. You have your own journey of grief, and it's up to you and only you to learn to carry yours. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Cultivated Family Podcast. 
While this episode is over, you can continue to join me in conversation on Instagram or Facebook at Cultivated Family. I would love to see you there.